No, there's no pants off this time. Mm-hmm. I am totally not wearing hard pants. But you are wearing pants. Only pants. Don't worry, pants. listener. Don't worry. Welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey, friends. Hello, and welcome to episode 30. Today, we are talking about communal living. And first thing I want to do is talk to you about how you can support the Letters from the Road community, if you so choose. The way that you can support this podcast is by going to our website, which redirects to our substack, it's lettersfromtheroadpod.com. There you can click on a button that says subscribe. You can subscribe for free and get the letters in your inbox if you'd like to, or you can upgrade your subscription to $5 per month or $40 per year, or even higher if you want to at the founding member level. And that just really lets us keep doing what we're doing, helps us improve the podcast. You also get to join our Pen Pals Discord. This week, Taryn joined us. We also got to meet Taryn in person this week, which is very exciting. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But wanted to let you know how you can support us if you so choose. If you don't, we're still really glad you're here. It's great to have you. We aren't going to change anything about the free stuff we're putting out. Just wanted to give people a way to support us. Yeah, shout out Taryn. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Taryn. Welcome to the Pen Pals. Sweet. Now, Clay, what are we drinking? This week, we are drinking a refreshing Lagunitas Brewing Company Hoppy Refresher. Have you seen these? Have you heard about these? I mean, I'm drinking one. Okay, but like... <laughs> We've tried a few now. Yeah, I feel like it's a pretty recent phenomenon. Yeah, the hop water. Yeah, it's like... Okay, so... It's not alcohol. But it never like was. I need, no, I just feel like I need to tell people that mm-hmm. if they're not familiar. Yeah, so it's for IPA bros who want... No alcohol, carbs, calories, or anything. It's basically just a fizzy water. But with hops. like hops in it. I really like the athletic brand, the day pack ones that have the flavors. Those are really good. Actually, these, the 12 pack I got of these Lagunitas has a couple flavors in it as well. Plus these, we've so far had the plain ones. Which I like a lot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's pretty good. I think my favorite plain ones have been the Sockeye brand. Yeah, we only got those in the Pacific Northwest. I think it's an Idaho brewery. So they're really good when you want like something of a treat without having alcohol. And we've been just like with family and at tailgates and at event like um events and stuff and so And at Millstream. And at Millstream. Five times. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, too many times. I think six if you count me going to and, fill a growler. And uh tonight was just not gonna be a beer night or a cocktail night in terms of actually having alcohol. But to our new friends, anyone new here, uh, we do, so we always share what we're drinking partially because uh, we record on Sunday nights, we release on sun- the following Sunday, and our tradition together as a couple has always been to have Sunday night cocktails, which is really just, we kind of end our weekend by sitting down with a drink together. It's not always actually like alcohol, sometimes it's hot tea, but it's still Sunday night cocktails, mm-hmm. and we sit down and we talk. And we talk about kind of whatever's on our mind and just talk for 
too long and stay up too late. <laughs> and when we talked about making a podcast, we decided to kind of incorporate it with our Sunday night cocktails and bring you, our friends, into our Sunday night cocktail routine. Yeah, the more the merrier. Uh, I mean, if you want to listen to this nonsense. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it's like a cozy campfire chat. Yeah. Sunday night cocktail in the living room, you know. Yeah. It's just been a while since we kind of explained that tradition, and I, I wonder if some listeners haven't gone all the way back and kind yeah, of heard us sure. talk about it the first time. So yeah, we talk about our travels, but mm. also we're just talking about whatever the hell. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So where are we tonight, Clay? We're still in Amana. Still in Amana. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was a great week. It was a great week. We had family stuff, but uh, most of this last week, we've been participants in the RV Miles Homecoming meetup, their first annual meetup here in Amanda. The inaugural. Yes. Not first annual. (laughs) Inaugural. I think first annual. I think it means the same thing. It's just, it's it's hopeful. First annual. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Inaugural just means, you know, the first one. Yeah. First annual says, this is definitely going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's uh, it's been really fun. It's been fun to you see some old friends, see some people we've known for a little while. It was great to reconnect with Jason and Abby because it had been a little while since we'd been together. Mm-hmm. And it was great to meet some new friends. I'm really excited about some of the, well, everyone we met, and especially like continuing to keep in touch with some people. For sure. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned. We got to meet Taryn in person. Yeah. Yeah. Taryn joined our pen pals. And yeah. And then we got to meet her here. A listener for a little while. And I think mm-hmm. we'd actually talked to her on a couple of the RV Miles lives uh, yeah. while we were on our way up to Alaska. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome to meet in person. She's such a cool person. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'd love the chance to meet more of our pen pals in person. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So th- that was a really fun opportunity. It's um it's been a really fun week. I think my kind of highlights I don't even know. There's just a lot of good stuff. I mean winning trivia, clearly. Oh well yeah. Especially I mean like the Taryn on our team. <laughs> it was great. Oh, sorry. Our youngest. And, and the little one. <laughs> Who named the team Rainbow? Which yes, was amazing. Yeah, Team Rainbow. And we won. It was great. <laughs> it would have been fun even if we didn't win. It's more fun if you win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a really great meetup, you know. Um mm-hmm. Didn't end up having my campfire that I wanted to have. No, so, you know, you gotta well, leave it was something too hot, next time. and then it was too windy, and then it was too late. <laughs> the story of not having a campfire. We did have a bags tournament. Uh, yes, I think they call it cornhole, which is weird. Oh no, that's actually like the official name now. No, but, why? It's like uh, such a disturbing name. We always called it bags, but yes. <laughs> It is kind of a disturbing name. Like, what? <laughs> Go put that in your cornhole. Oh, gosh. Please don't. <laughs> Please do not. What is a cornhole? I don't know, but our youngest. It's like really we live wanted... in cornfields, and I don't understand what a cornhole is. Really? Do we do we really have to go into this? Is it because it's a butthole? Like, like, yes. No. Yes. No. Totally. No, that's not where the name came do from. Do you not? Do you not know Beavis and Butthead? They said bunghole, not cornhole. Uh uh-uh. uh. I am cornholio. Is that seriously where this comes from? No. I don't. I mean. No. I mean. No. Oh God. You are, are you? throwing bags of dried corn into holes. It's not. I thought so, it was beans. Well. They also sometimes are made with corn. I think that's actually the more likely origin. But it I does. I like your story. 
always make me think of a butthole. Like yes, because Beavis and Butthead. Oh, because it's a corn kernel filled bag. Okay. Yeah. Like that's the real reason. The answer is bags, and I will not accept another answer. <laughs> anyway, Littlest wanted to be in the bags tournament, and she specifically wanted to be on a team with me. Yes. She asked me. Yes. And we actually, like, okay, so she was by far the youngest playing. Yes, so she got a special line, didn't she? She got, she got her own line to throw from. Which was fair. Uh, I mean, they were, like, regulation distance. It was really far. It was really far, but she could have almost made it. Like, I think people underestimated her arm a little bit. She <laughs> she, she scored more than me. She could be a pitcher, I think. <laughs> anyway, we, like, we made it to the semis. She yeah. Got, she got really upset we didn't win. Yeah, I don't know where she... she thought we were going to win. I don't know where she gets that from. <laughs> then, I think winning trivia uh, Helped was a little kind bit. of redemption for her, though. Oh, no, but then she won at the prize. <laughs> she, that's true. She did get upset that we didn't keep the prize for ourselves uh but it was yeah that i missed the bags tournament unfortunately i was uh oh suffering from a little sensory overload (laughs) it was a load of fun it was yeah and we recorded their live show with them yeah so you have to go listen to that when that comes out i'll let you know it'll be on the rv miles podcast Mm -hmm, feed i believe mm -hmm. We talked for a long time about all of our favorite parts of the trip and what went wrong and what went right. Oh, it was such a great time. Like, yeah, just it was really so fun. great to recap that with them. Yeah, it was. It was hard to boil it all down because I feel like I still missed a lot of stuff. Oh, totally. I mean, how could you capture that all even in like an hour and a half? Yeah. It was long and fun and it's been a great, yeah, great few days. It's been. Why? <laughs> it's been a great yeah. few days. It's been a great week. Um, went to Target tonight. You know, good way to wrap up the week. Man, you got to do some basic fall bitch stuff at Target. I was very much a basic bitch at Target. I got my fall candles. I've, and this I got is my, the second round of fall candles. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got my trail mix. Uh-huh. I got my fire starters. Uh-huh. I got my rosé, which I guess is a little more summer than fall, but like rosé eh. is year-round refreshment. Yeah, I'm. I'm keeping it. Yeah. Keeping it going. Yeah, you know. I uh I got to the checkout and uh they said, Oh, what's the occasion? <laughs> I love that. The occasion like, is sick. I was like, Oh, uh Well, we're seeing family while we're in town. <laughs> this is why I'm buying like a three hundred dollar cart of groceries, right? Because that's what you do when you go see family. No. No, it's just like a regular grocery run. It was a regular grocery run, but apparently, apparently because we of have the large quantity of beverages. Oh, uh, we just go through so many be- beverages. Not like just, not bev- alcohol, like specifically. There but, were some alcohols. But we will fill our entire cooler, even when we're not drinking at home, with like just tons of, like we get, we always have kombucha. Let me we tell you always, the Did you get I Olipop? Bought. I forgot to put that on the list. Let me tell you the beverages I bought. This will, the, the only thing that was on the list was beverages. Okay. okay so what here, beverages did you buy? Here's the beverage rundown. Okay. We got three cases of Polar Fizzy Water. Oh, very good. Because that was the only fizzy I, water I, they I had. I like pretty good. It's, it's, it's fine. mid-range. It's fine. It's mid. We got a 12-pack of this Hoppy Refresher from Lagunitas. This is very good. I like this. Yeah. We got a four-pack of Olipops for you. Thank you. Which flavor? Uh, the Cherry Cola. Ooh, I like that one. 
And we got a four pack of Brew Doctor. Yep. Kombucha. Clear Mind. Clear Mind, of course. Yes. Yep. We got two GT's kombuchas. Yeah. Lemonberry, my favorite. Well, ah, one of my favorites. There you go. Yep. And more and of a ginger ale girl, or in the fall, the one with the turmeric and the carrot and stuff. That's so good. I think we still have one of those. Oh, man. I have to get that. And we have a couple ginger ales in there, too. And then we got a bottle of rosé, mm-hmm. a bottle of pinot grigio. That's for cooking slash drinking yeah. whatever is left when I mm-hmm. cook with it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and uh, what was the other thing? Pseudo-sue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A pack of pseudo-sue, which is an awesome Iowa beer. Yes. So yeah, uh, we beverage hard. Yes. Sometimes I get soda for the kids too. Yeah, there's already some in the cooler, but... Yeah. <laughs> we like our beverages around here. We could probably save some money on groceries if we just drink we stinking water. A lot of money. Because we'll be like, oh, we're not going to buy any alcohol and that'll save us a lot of money. But then we just like keep buying all of our like Olipop and our, <laughs> our If you buy water. expensive alcohol alternatives or like fancy sodas, you'll still be like healthier. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not cheaper. It's not. It's definitely not. It's not. But yeah, it's, you know, not the occasion. It's just, yeah, you know, just like Sunday night. Sunday, restocking the cooler. Got to get ready for Sunday night cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe hosting our friends, some of our new friends at a campfire. Yeah, we'll I'm see. hoping we can. That'd be really fun. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. one place we went this week in Cedar Rapids, which is the town that we lived in when we went to high school. Well, the town I lived in, you lived outside of town. But we went to a restaurant downtown and oh it's so different downtown oh my god down we were old people because we were like driving (laughs) through downtown with the kids like that wasn't there that looks way different what's this oh my god this is kind of cool now it was never cool before you're pointing to things and frankie's like what what i know (laughs) he's like mom i'm trying to rest (laughs) and it was just i felt like when my parents would go through their old hometown and like point things out yeah totally It was fun. I was like, oh my God, I'm that age now. I am so happy to be that age. I know, it's fun. But this little restaurant is in like an old pub and it's like a tiny building. Mm -hmm. Which I think was a cool place always, but we never went there. So we went down to this restaurant because we were looking for a search places that have a food that meets uh, one of our kiddos' dietary restrictions, and mm-hmm. this came up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing this was good. And it's called the Map Room, and I had always, it looked kind of fancier to me. I had thought it was kind of like a, I don't know, not a place you'd go with kids kind of thing. Like a white tablecloths type of thing. Yeah, 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 And it it's seemed not. cool. It's not at all. No, it is it is good, though. Holy moly. And it's super cool. So the theme is... Well, there's maps all over the walls. Yeah, it's the map room. It's the map room. The theme was it's burgers primarily Mm -hmm. and salads and fries. And And you can get like vegan burgers too. Yes, uh, but it's burgers primarily. And the theme is like toppings from around the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I had the Seoul burger and it had like Korean flavors and you had the deli burger yeah it was like it had paneer oh, and like so good curry yours sauce super good, and yeah. oh yours was too i liked my yeah and um our friend katie who we got to meet up with who's been a friend forever 
Yeah. Since high school. You've known Katie longer than you've known yeah, me. Yeah, since for me, since middle school, yeah. 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 So that was really fun because we hadn't seen her in quite a while. Mm-hmm. And we got to, and she got the like Memphis burger that had like barbecue on top of the burger. It was so good. We it's got like the, a pulled pork sandwich on top of a burger. There's varying, varying fries too. We got the Dublin fries. So we got like curry fries. If you've oh, ever yeah, had that like good. at an Irish pub, it's oh my gosh. so good. Delicious. It's like curried poutine basically. It's delicious. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, our oldest got the Melbourne burger. Mel, sorry, Melbourne. Who says Melbourne? I don't know. The Melbourne. The Melbourne. Melbourne. Anyway, it had like a fried egg on it and stuff. It was really good. Their Maui looked really good. Oh, yeah. Although she took the pickled beets off. Ugh. But it had it had a bunch of cool stuff on it. Yeah. Yeah, that and was then, really good, too. And uh, then, yeah, Littlest was able to get... A burger uh, that her needs. Because you can like build burger, your own burger, too. Yeah, with the... Gluten-free, dairy-free bun. But the service was great. They had $5 special Bloody Marys and mimosas on Saturday afternoon. Oh, those were good And bloodies. the bloodies were like house-made mix. Oh, so fresh, so delicious. Not overly spicy, which I actually like it a little spicier a lot of times, but very flavorful. I thought it was like just about it the right amount of spice. It was really good. I and mean, not like over boozy either. Like no, it was uh-uh. just really good. Yeah. I would just drink. I would drink a virgin one. Like they were really delicious. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, with a Bloody Mary, to me, it doesn't actually even make a difference to have the alcohol. <laughs> I know. I realized that after the fact. I like, I should have just ordered a virgin. I didn't actually. I just. Like, I bet they'd I still like, charge you five bucks. It's fine though. Yeah. I don't care. Like right. I just, just like, I just like how the mix mm-hmm. tastes. It's so good. Like we'll just get Bloody Mary mix sometimes, and I'll just like drink it or mix it with some fizzy water. Oh yeah, uh, with fizzy water? No, well beer. That's right. Like oh, with like yeah. a like with either Make like a Michelada. Yeah, or even like especially if we have athletic beer, it'll be mm-hmm. really, it's really good with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So delicious. Yeah, it's yummy. So that was a really good place. Yeah, definitely. Like I don't know, Cedar Rapids. It's I, like quietly I, getting kind of cool. I hesitate to say Cedar Rapids is cool because, like, I mean, it's still Cedar it's Rapids. Still Cedar Rapids, yeah. But like, it's low key cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna. Did you lie, see that where they're like, building that big Grove Brewery too? It's huge. it's huge. That seems too big. I well, it's big Grove. So. I guess what kind of Grove is it? A hop Grove, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. Anyway. But yeah, um, we're it's back. Been... Well, the ghosts of our past. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, sometimes you know. Sometimes you can like make peace with those ghosts too. And sometimes you learn some things about a place you're from that you didn't know about or near a place you're from that you didn't know about. It's kind of in the letter. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You should read it. Okay, I will. Okay, cool. Dear friend, do you ever wish you lived on a commune? I sometimes do. The idea of sharing the load with friends and chosen family is appealing. I think it is to a lot of people, especially parents. Kids are more entertained when there are other kids to play with. Cooking is easier when the burden is shared. Life seems a little easier, less complicated. Except maybe it would be more complicated with more people in the family. It's probably some of both. This past week, our family had the pleasure of joining our friends Jason and Abby for the RV Miles homecoming meetup, which happened to be taking place in the Amana colonies, which are just down the road from where Clay and I went to high school. 
As a part of the event, I attended a walking tour and food tasting in Middle Amana, where one of the colony's communal kitchens is still standing and offers tours. The Amana colonies were founded in the mid-1800s by a religious group, the Community of True Inspiration, that fled Germany for the promised freedom of the United States. After briefly settling in West Seneca, New York, they moved to Iowa to be further away from it all. Initially, communal living for this group was a matter of pragmatism and not specifically part of their religious beliefs. Our guide, who descended from the original settlers, explained that the leaders chose the communal style living to get more people to the U.S. in an efficient way. They figured they would be able to build and move more quickly. They thought that they would only set it up that way for a few years. In each colony stood several communal kitchens run by the kitchen bosses. Homes were shared, typically divided into fourplex apartments. Laundry and gardens and farming were all shared amongst the communities. When one colony had too much of something, it traded with the other colonies in the outside world. Jobs were assigned by the elders in the church. Every day you went to work and to church and to meals where talking was not allowed and often back to work. It was a simple life, perhaps blissfully so. From the stories we were told, it seems that there would often be little cause for worry. Everyone was provided for, with a not-so-small caveat that they were members of the church. Eventually, after increasing numbers of members got exposure to the outside world, they began to question the way of life and strict rules. In 1932, the colonies went through the great change, selling homes to the families who lived in them and shifting to individual ownership. This is just a short summary of the oral history we had the great pleasure of hearing in detail. Even though I lived about 15 miles away and have visited the colonies often, I did not know much of what I heard. Over pickled beets and pickled ham and warm German potato salad, we heard big stories and small anecdotes about families in town and how you could never get away with anything as a kid because someone was always watching. Why do I tell you this, friend? Because besides being an interesting story, at its best, the RV community can give you a bit of a sense of this type of communal living because you share small spaces, choose to have less, and help each other out. No one can carry all the tools, but someone always has what you need and is willing to share it. Someone always has the expertise you need and lends it freely. People and things have a way of showing up at just the right moment. This has been especially true in getting to caravan with our friends over the past year. Our kids ran and played together. We had family meals, covered for each other, picked up needed groceries, and even drove to the hospital. It wasn't always easy because families always have at least a little drama. I bet even in those glorious communal kitchens in Amana, but it was so worth it. And even if we now have our own great change to accommodate where we're all going, we'll still be there for each other. Imperfect people coming together don't create perfect systems. Growth and change are necessary, but the messes we make can be so beautiful. I'm so grateful for the community we have found and continue to find on the road. I found myself so grateful this weekend for old friends and new, for people you've known forever who can pick back up right where you left off and for the excitement and possibility of meeting new people you hit it off with. I used to think the only place to find real community was church, and it can be a great place for that, but there's something so magical about people showing up for each other when it isn't compulsory, when no one made them do it. So thank you, friend, for being a member of my community for being a listening ear, for showing up. See you down the road, Jamie. You were showing me on Instagram the other day. Yeah. A reel that someone posted about like, 
hey, is it just me and my friends or is everyone like this where you feel like you and your friends should all just go start a commune together? Yeah, I think I've been feeling like that since... I I remember talking about it with our game night friends. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, should we just all live in the same, like, big house and just let our kids all run around together? Like, why do we need to, like, go have (laughs) jobs and stuff? I, like, maybe some people work outside the commune, but it's just, like... Like all the housework and stuff. Just someone seems can bring the farming skills. Mm-hmm. Someone can bring the like computer skills. Someone can bring the equipment skills. Yeah, I don't bring any skills. Nunchuck skills? Mm, I have none nunchuck skills. <laughs> oh, you have writing skills? Very useful. I'll be the town scribe. Ooh, the town crier? <laughs> here, no, here, no, no. Here. It's not a town. Well, I guess, the I don't colonies. know, were the, the Amana colonies were kind of towns? Yeah, they the were, they, but they were kind of like organized into smaller communities. So what I didn't realize, I didn't know much, honestly. I knew an embarrassingly small amount of this stuff before like this tour. Even though I've been to the Amana colonies so many times, I just either didn't pay attention or didn't learn some of this stuff. Isn't it funny how like the place you're from, like oh my goodness. people, like Getting other people, t- end up telling you about it? Right, right. <laughs> well, at least this, like this tour, was from people who were like from the Amanas. Like, yeah, they came from true. the families, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still an active church. There's still people who are like a part of the Amana colonies yeah, in their current iteration. I which hadn't I didn't realized, realize. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really know it was like kind of still going. But it changed from the communal style in 1932. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't realized either that these communal kitchens, it wasn't like one kitchen for the entire colony. It was like they had like seven or more kitchens throughout the colony. And so they were were attached to like the housing for the kitchen boss and some other people. I mean, that makes more sense, honestly. Yeah. So it's like one kitchen for like 40 people, basically. Okay. So there's like kitchens all throughout the colony, and then they each had forty people that. It reminds ate there. me of like, did you ever go to camp as a kid, like summer? It's camp? like that, or it's like a dorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you like sit down at dinner with everybody at the same time, but it was like they had three meals, and they had you know two snacks or whatever that all came from the kitchen. Everyone ate the same thing, okay. and you could either and you either like went and ate there in the dining room, or you like took it home. So if you had like small kids, you took it home. Three meals and two snacks. I think that's what they said. It's like the Disney dining plan. I know it's great, <laughs> but like the weird thing is, you didn't have food in your house, like in your apartment. So these apartments Wait. didn't have kitchens. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. So when they read when they sold the houses to the families, they had to put kitchens in. Oh. Because they didn't have the houses like didn't have kitchens. They just had like so they were four like there were four apartments basically, a one up one down on each side right like, mm-hmm. and they had like two bedrooms and a sitting room and it's that like was our village apartment yes like that and then they had like wardrobe rooms where they kept their clothes okay. and that's like it like that was <laughs> because you didn't need a kitchen didn't you didn't need, need a, a washroom like you didn't ha- need a bunch of this stuff right because it's all communal uh-huh so yeah it's like a cabin at summer camp yeah and then like in the middle of town there was like the communal kitchen and the dorm. kitchens and there was like yeah. the churches and there was which the churches don't look in in their church in their communities don't look like churches that you would think like they just look like the houses you can barely tell they're churches all the buildings look very similar okay yeah it's really interesting <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh, amana is a really interesting place to visit and i think you know 
took it for granted because it was right down the road. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of took it as like almost like a tourist attraction, which I guess it is to a certain extent. Like that's how probably a lot of money comes in now. It's definitely one of the places everyone recommends if you're like, oh, I'm I like people will be like on the RV groups like, oh, I want to go to Iowa because I need to check Iowa off my list. Yeah. Like where should I where go? Where should in I Iowa? go? Yeah. And people <laughs> definitely are like, oh, check out the Amanda Colonies. It's pretty cool. Like, yeah, it's like, all it's right. It's cute. Yeah. Like there's good food. There is good food. German food is delicious. But yeah, I, I had no idea about like that many details about the history, I guess. I mean, I knew it was like communal living and it, but I didn't know it was like, uh, you know, a very strict religious group even. Yeah. Yeah. I think I kind of knew that part about the strict religious group. I knew it wasn't quite the same as Amish, but it was like kind of like that, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like not wanting a lot of extra stuff in your life was a big part of it. That kind of thing. Yeah. That sounds all right. Yeah. It is until it's like forced on you, right? Like it's kind of (laughs) like, it's like everything. There's like good and bad things. Like I'm sure some people loved it and some people were like, Oh my God, I do the same thing every day and this is going to kill me. But it wasn't. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't. And I think isn't like, uh, so their church doesn't, uh, that at least now, like one of the guides was explaining that because I mean they're like they're all like a lot of the people are still part of the church, right? Like there's still right. hundreds of people in that church, mm-hmm. and it's the only church of that like sect in the world. Oh wow! It's that yes, they all the Colin like they all moved to the Amanos, and then that's kind of where it went. And it's still active. And it's still active, yeah. Carrying Much on smaller, that tradition. but it used to be like still pretty big even back in the eighties. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. But they don't think and part of could this you, is probably Could I of, like move to the Amanas or not even? You can so yeah, people talked about this. I think up until even like a few years ago, they said they thought that like most of like six like sixty percent of the buildings were still like the houses were probably still owned by like a mana people. Uh-huh. I don't know what the real word for it is. Right. Um manites. I don't know. A mana But that like over the last like few years property values and like location and stuff is and probably school district, their school district's pretty good, mm-hmm. has caused more and more like outsiders to move in. And they call people like from outside the church outsiders, right? But they don't. Huh. It's. Well, their they, church doesn't are, like really look they... down on you for like going to a different church. Like they don't sure. think that there's like. that. It's not one of these like where you, oh, you leave this church and you go to a different church and therefore you're like never. You're, you're going to hell. You're yeah. Banished, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not like that. Is it Christian? Yes. It is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a. The piety move. I've only. I was trying to do a little research for this, but mm-hmm. it's called the Inspirationist or the Community of True Inspiration Church. Okay. And they're a, radic- they're a radical pietist group. So it separated off from the Lutheran Church. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, if you were part of this church, it was like, like you said, kind of forced upon you this way of life. Well, so the communal living was not part of the, the church initially. Right, but yeah. like everyone who lived there was part of the church. So, But that was part of coming to America, though. It wasn't okay. like... And they did feed... So like when they had hired help, they often fed them in the communal kitchens and stuff still. 
Sure. Because uh, like they would have like day laborers come in for the farms and stuff. Come and help, like it yeah. wasn't like completely closed off. It wasn't like oh we can't have anybody else come mm-hmm. in or we can't do business with people outside of the the communities. They were very like commercial in a lot of ways. Like huh. they took all their stuff. Like they didn't waste anything, <laughs> but they like sold a lot of like soap to the neighboring <laughs> areas and sold a lot of sure. things like meat and things like that. Right. Right. But yeah, so was it? It was like self-sustained, but not like isolated. When did it was? It, it was isolated was it in the sense of like here. So it was in the 1860s, I believe. Okay, it was the 40s in New York when they started going over there, and then they moved from New York to here. So the 1860s in Iowa was like this was super remote, or maybe it was like the late 1840s. But yes, it was that was the idea. Was that it was very very remote. You mentioned the RV community can be like that. Yeah, I think in in a lot of ways, especially like if you're caravanning or if you're like in a spot with people for a long time, it's just like, yeah, I think you kind of are, you have a lot of stuff in common with a lot of RVers. It's like people kind of help each other out. It can be kind of cohesive like that when it works well. Yeah, I think at, at its best, definitely, yeah. right? Like yeah, people... You know, I think on uh, on KYD, uh, Mark and Trish talked about how, like, you know, when they first started RVing, you know, if they were pulled over on the side of the road, like, a lot of other RVers would just drive by. They really try and make sure to always stop. Yeah, you know, I think it's, like, part of the community that, I guess, some people have been fo- trying to foster. Yeah, definitely. And it, I just, yeah, I love that it's, like, looking out for each other yeah i i like that idea i hope that that's in a inclusive and open to everyone kind of way yes i'd like to think that it is but that's easy for me to say right but we had kind of in a way a little rolling commune for (laughs) the better part of a year we did yeah we did we did it was like oh like let's i mean it depended on the week and what we were up to and like i mean Things ebb and flow and change depending on schedules and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. there was a good chunk there where it was like, oh, like, let's do this meal together this week and that meal together this week. And like, let's leave the kids and go out for a date night with the adults. And it was just mm-hmm. kind of like, there was always like playmates for the kids and for the grown ups. Yeah, yeah. I'm running <laughs> to the grocery store. Do you need anything? Yeah, like yeah. little things like that or big things, you know, like, oh, this broke. Can you help me fix it? Or, uh, yeah, that's definitely nice to have a community around you. <laughs> yeah. I still remember when uh, Jason drilled out our. Oh, my God. <laughs> Itch pin that was locked on there that and was the lock broke. One of the smallest and most stressful failures that we've had. That was so stupid. Like it was such a small, cheap thing to break. It's like, well, we can't move anywhere without the hitch back on the truck. And yeah, I, I don't know if we the hitch even talked about it on the podcast. I don't even know if we talked about it on the podcast that week, but we might not have. Our yeah, our because we had like a bunch of other stuff that we talked about that yeah, week. That's but, true. Like, our locking, we had a locking pin for like to put our hitch on our truck, mm-hmm. but we'd taken the hitch off and put the pin back in because mm-hmm. our hitch is huge and it's annoying to drive around with on a huge truck. Yeah. And we were going to be somewhere for a few days. So we took it off and we go to put it back on. And I think this, I, this, I remember what happened. I was trying to get us hitched up because you were working or something. I don't remember why. But, or okay. you were grilling, maybe? 
I can't I remember because no it was like Fourth of July, and I was trying to get us hitched up because we wanted to go dump and then move over to another spot in the mm-hmm. same parking lot just to like be ready to go the next day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll put the hitch on. I don't usually do that part, but I'll do it. It's kind of heavy, but whatever. Yeah. And so I go to put it on, and I'm like, what's the trick here? I cannot. I found your key. I found the keys to it. Like mm-hmm. I knew where those were. I went and got it. I'm like, I'll come back and get you. I'm like, what's the trick here? Like I cannot get this thing off. Yeah, and I. It had had been a little wonky for a minute. I was going to say, I'd been getting worried about this potentially happening at some point, and I should have just replaced it when I started worrying about this. Because, like, it kept getting more and more like you had to, like, wiggle the key enough until it would catch and you could. And you can't turn it to unlock it. If you can't get your hitch on your truck, not very. I mean, you can use another truck. We had that thought. (laughs) But anyway. It was really good that Jason had, mm-hmm. well, we have a drill, but we didn't have the right bit for it. drill bits that were for drilling metal. Uh, no. They, they wouldn't take that heat, the ones that we had. They weren't. No, they would have just. Good drill bits. And... They would They would have broke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotten too hot and broken um, after just a little bit of trying to drill through metal with them. But yeah, he had the right drill bits mm-hmm. and a good drill and was able to. We like banged on the thing. A... <laughs> we like we tried so many things. I did not bang on it. I don't know. I, I think I did. Did not appreciate the idea of banging on it. We did. I we was like crying at it. We yeah. Had, I yeah. We kind of figured what needed to release. We just couldn't get to it, and then it was like finally, right. finally, the drill did the trick. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm sure there were things we helped them with too. They probably helped us more than the other way around. <laughs> Oh, goodness. But I guess they've been at this longer. Yeah, they're more seasoned. But I don't know, just like uh, when we come to meetups like this or other RV community things or when we spontaneously meet other families' places and the kids get a chance to run around together, make new friends. People are quick to like share a meal, share a campfire, share a hike. Like it's, I think think we might have talked about this before, but like one of the really fun things to me but RV travel is it's like it's almost easier in a way to make friends. You have to work hard to stay in touch because everyone's going everywhere. Yeah. But it is easier in some ways to make friends because um you just kind of cut the crap. You don't have time for like the small talk. You have to like get into it real quick. Uh-huh. And so you start to like learn a lot about people really quickly. Yeah. When you talk to people who are doing this cuz it's like you just have so much stuff in common. You don't have to like start start with that right like it's, there's a lot that's understood it's true yeah there's almost like our own like vernacular for some things amongst full full timers like you don't ask people where they're from you ask where they launched from. full timers itself is like a vernacular it, it is it is it is and even like like full timers or you know like part-timers or Van weekenders oh. yeah and it's like you don't want to put people in boxes I but know. it's like it is like oh you know what type of travel overlanders do you do? Yeah, what type of travel do you do? And then it's like, well, how long have you been on the road? That's the other question. Mm-hmm. And then and it's where did you launch from? It's not mm-hmm. where are you from, it's where did you launch from? Yeah. It's like a very specific thing. Everyone has dogs. Yes, there's dogs everywhere. <laughs> not everyone. Some people have cats, some people Or have... rabbits. We have friends we made sure. friends this week that have rabbits. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. <laughs> Which just reminds me of the Couple oh. that was looking for have their rabbit that, in Have Gulf we told that story on here? 
I think so. Have we? Okay. It's been a while, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. We wake up in the middle of the night. And They're setting up a tent. <laughs> pitching a tent behind us. They don't know how to pitch their tent. It's 2 a.m. and the next day. They're like, have you seen her? Have you seen a rabbit? Our rabbit ran away. We lost our rabbit. They're in a tent that they pitched at 2 a.m. And it's like 8 a.m. And they're like, where's our rabbit? Oh, my gosh. I don't they, know. There had to have been drugs involved. I don't know. Not necessarily. It was, it was, oh, I mean, we bring the chaos, but that was I something. mean, like, have you seen my rabbit does sound a little bit like Alice in Wonderland. Right? Like, follow her? <laughs> Chase a rabbit. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. She's like running through our site. Like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. You I mean like I love though that there's a million different ways to road life. Yes. Yeah, I think it's like even the meetup this week cuz it wasn't a rig specific meetup. It's, mm-hmm. There's like really fancy rigs and really like nice simple rigs mm-hmm. and tents mm-hmm. and vans and kind of everything in between. Yeah, there was another we're meetup all here. at the same time that had... Oh, that was so cool. They were all RVers who towed with an Eevee. Yes. Uh, not the Pokemon, an electric vehicle. No, that vehicle. would be cool to that. <laughs> but an electric vehicle. I think we should get an electric truck and paint it to look like an Eevee. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. An Eevee Eevee? An Eevee Eevee. <laughs> That's going to be our new claim oh to fame. On social. We'll finally have a social media following. Eevee the Eevee. Eevee. I bet that would actually get us the social media f- media following. For what? <laughs> okay, you guys. If we should do Evie the Evie, let us know. You gotta you gotta send us some we'll, subscription yeah, dollars. We'll, so we'll figure out how to make it happen. But we might <laughs> we might need some serious amount of pen pals. I don't know. <laughs> Evie, I like Evie the Evie. That's amazing. That's a Pokemon joke. If you guys don't know. Oh, sorry. Because not everyone lives with kids who are obsessed with Pokemon. Hey, obsessed is strong. Oh, sorry, not obsessed. I don't want to say that in a bad way. Sorry, with kids who are very in the Pokeverse. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, hey. Which means then you are also in the Pokeverse. Guilty as charged. I mean, I played through the original games, and I'm I almost all the way through Sword now. I got nothing against it. Just was never my thing. Yeah, it's fun. It's, I mean, I. Always... I mean, I know, I know a decent amount about them now. Just <laughs> there are stuffed versions of all of them all over my house. I definitely think we need Evie the Evie. But Evie is a cute one, so you yes, know, definitely, it's like um, kind of like a fox. Yeah, a little like a fox. It's not quite, but yeah, yeah. That's probably the best analogy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there's had, a million ways to RV. They had even they were all pulling from with electric vehicles. One per, one had pulled their airstream with their electric vehicle. It almost looked like an Airstream rally because there were a bunch of Airstreams. There were. I mean, which makes sense because they're very aerodynamic and mm-hmm. also people with a lot of money buy Airstreams. And there were some traditional travel trailers. There were. There was there all were kinds also of some stuff. teardrops. Yeah, there was a a frame, a lot of stuff. There was a lot mm-hmm. of different stuff, and there were a lot of different electric vehicles too. It wasn't all Rivians, even. Yeah, we met the founders of uh, that group too. Yeah. Who uh, they have who were the, the all electric family on like all the socials. So they were really cool. Yeah, they were really nice. They were very welcoming. We they like, like invited us to come to their stuff. I know. It was so cool. It was so, I mean, I wanted to, but you know, we, between. We um, had lo- loyalty to the other meetups. All the other meetup stuff we were doing, it was but, too hard to um, get over there. But I would have but, liked to have heard a couple of their talks and they were a very welcoming group. Like we. Yeah. Even though we have a big diesel truck right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're they, like, oh man, we used to have a Leaf and we had a Rivian on order, but we I had know. to cancel it. And I just want to know like. What's how, your range? Like. 
how can you actually make this happen? Like towing with an electric vehicle. And yeah. it's like, they're, they're out they're there doing making it, it happen. They're doing There's it. people that came from California. Yep. People that came from Canada. It's yep. really it's doable, inspiring. Guys. Yeah. It's doable and it's getting more doable. Totally. Yeah. Which is really exciting to see. That was really fun. So it, it's just so cool to see all the different ways people can do stuff. I always like that at a campground. Especially like at somewhere really like beautiful. Like a you know, that's like public land or a state park or something. And you just look around and you see like little teardrops and you see tents and you see big old class A's that are like, you know, worth more than any house they've ever owned. <laughs> and everything in between. And it's just like everyone gets to experience this. Like it you don't I love that about camping. It's just like when you're in those places that aren't like just like motor coach only resorts or something like, right. which I mean, those I'm sure have their place, but like, yeah, it's, yeah, we can't go. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I don't know, maybe, maybe they're cool. I don't know. There's Airstream only resorts. I don't know. There's like little niche, yeah, niche things everywhere. Yeah. It's, but it's really cool to look across and see like, yeah, just like get out there. Right. Like, and, and it's a community of people who like what bonds them is not what house they can afford or, kind of stuff it's other yeah. things right and so yeah. you start with other things you kind of get past the superficial i think a little quicker yeah and i mean especially if you're like and living people, on the road people geek out over rigs it's fun to talk about yeah oh yeah definitely but it is like it's like a it's a smaller like lower footprint way of life too yeah mm-hmm. because we can't care i mean we carry way too much stuff with us honestly oh my but like, god i'm feeling very overwhelmed right now <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous but well, we thought we were moving into the bigger rig here so now we have a bunch of stuff to take with us in the smaller rig yeah it, it'll we'll figure it out so <laughs> oh but yeah it's it's so like challenging fun gratifying difficult and like i think doing it with other road families or road lifers Mm -hmm. if you will is it like adds to the fun it adds to the community it can add to the stress and complication too oh i mean it can yeah just when there's so many interests i think to me, that was one of the most challenging things about, and it wasn't like anyone did anything wrong or anything like that about like caravanning for so long is that mm-hmm. we just had very different like work schedules and like different. And then like instead of four people's individual like desires to take care of, you're worrying then about nine people's individual mm-hmm. desires and like. Some well, people want to hike and some people don't. And some people want to go here. And so, like, right, and like, how do exactly. you balance all of that and make sure everyone is okay and like taken care of? And that's like, that just creates not even conflict necessarily, just like strain. Strain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> kind of like you were talking about with the, um, a man in church community, right? Like, yeah. It probably felt restrictive for people. Yeah. Too. Even though, like, it's a awesome way of life. Probably, maybe. Sure. <laughs> seems nice. Right. Like, you can, like, the benefits of it seem rather obvious. But, yeah. I mean, like any family, like any living arrangement. Yeah. <laughs> there are challenges, too. So, I don't know. We had a great year. Oh, oh it was so, so good. 
Like yeah. so good. And honestly, like we're gonna go our separate ways for a while here. We're gonna hang out in Washington for a few months. But like Yeah. I know we'll see them down the road. <laughs> oh, for sure. We'll get together again. Yeah. Yeah, I I know. And we'll meet we'll meet other families and friends and you know, maybe not families with kids, but like We're, people on the road and there's a, I know there's gonna be at least one other family in Leavenworth for the winter. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to meet some families in like some old friends and some new friends mm-hmm. in Palm Springs for Halloween. Like we've got some good plans. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. I think a lot of people talk about on full-time RVing like that eventually you come around to like your travel is dictated by like people. <laughs> You've kind of like been all the places and seen all the stuff. But, like, and it's really not. much more. We have we not. Have not. No, and people and haven't. All this stuff. But like you learn that you have to be intentional about seeing people. Mm-hmm about making friends, about building out that community because it's very easy to isolate yourself if you want to. Sure, but like, I don't know, for us, like half of the fun of it has been yeah, like getting together with other people who love to do the same things. Yeah, and I think even, so a lot of people will say, this is like a full-time traveler specific thing or like mm-hmm. a long-term traveler specific thing, mm-hmm. but a lot of people will say like, oh, you have to go to Thousand Trails to meet the families and, and th- there are a lot of full-time families there and it's worth it to pop in once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I think like we've met so many families, really interesting and cool families at like state parks on like, and especially yeah, in the summer. Yeah, or events like this. Or events like this and not everyone's full-time and right. um, that's okay. Like it's great to meet all kinds of people. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like so, it's easier to form like longer friendships with people who are traveling similarly to you. But it, you know, just because you have a better chance of seeing them mm-hmm. later or make being able to make plans to see them. But right, it is so fun to also spend you know a few days chatting with and the kids playing with like your neighbor at the state park in a state you're visiting, and just really like the, the getting to know people from around there. And yeah, so there's something to that, you know. It's great. I, yeah, I, I know we've talked about it before, but I love like the feeling of living somewhere for a while. Yeah. Not vacationing there, but living somewhere for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little different. You have to get your groceries. You have to like deal with like some of that consternation of like whatever, like just life sh- mm-hmm. shit. Like, yeah. How do you get your mail? How do you get your groceries? How do you, you, and you do your laundry? Get to do things like check out the local library. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that in the A block that we went to, the the newer it's not new anymore it's right. Cedar, downtown Cedar Rapids Public Library, and it was so nice. That was a blast. Yeah, that was really cool. I we we need cool to, to go to more libraries. It was cool to do that with Katie too, who had worked there. Had worked there and is a library librarian by, by degree by training. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really fun. We. Love a library. It's, heck, we go work at a library sometimes. The mm-hmm. kids love to go to the library. Mm-hmm. Even if we can't, like, get a card and check stuff out, which we could here. And we hope maybe we can in Washington. We'll see. It's just, you know, it's good place to go and, like, not spend a bunch of money, but, you know, enjoy being part of the community, mm-hmm. have a nice place to work, you know, heck, sit down and read books or meet other kids or parents and play games, you know, whatever. Do you remember that library we went to in Hot Springs? That was a nice one. 
There were, I mean, we've been to so many good ones. We have. More than I remember. I'm like, oh, we don't go that often. And I'm like, oh, no, we've been to that one. We went to the one in Astoria. Our older daughter and I went to the one in Astoria to do school and work while we were out doing other things as well. I think laundry. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, Yeah, we, I went, I remember the one in Santa Cruz when all the power and stuff went off at the RV park. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, heck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> libraries if you have if you do travel um especially probably if you're full-time and you don't go to your library in your hometown libraries are actually kind of a low-key great way to find a place to go that Get doesn't cost services. any money if you need to print yeah. something off sometimes it can be a good place for that oh i've totally done that before yeah, yeah librarians are always so helpful did that in port angeles yeah librarians are it's just such a good community resource love it and well and that's oh gosh talk about like communism right like (laughs) public libraries public schools like all this stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like community focused services like by the people for the people yep i don't know like a lot of our founding principles like everyone wants to say like oh you know we're all capitalism we're all like yeah free market you know libertarianism Uh, but you know, there's a <laughs> community necessarily so, and because people saw the benefit of it, is threaded throughout yeah, cities definitely. that we've been to in North America and where we're all from. So I enjoy it. Enjoy community. Anyway, this is a awesome babbling Sunday it night is. cocktail conversation. It is. But <laughs> My other thought, for, and I didn't know where to put it. It didn't really fit in anything. My other yeah. thought from the weekend is I've realized, for a long time I thought I was an introvert. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of realized I'm actually an extrovert. I get pretty excited about hanging out with people. I get pretty energized, pretty jazzed after I've hung out with people. But I have this thing where it's like hard for me to get over the hump. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go. I don't really want to go. Or like, oh, I, I don't really start talking for a long time. And then I do, and then I won't shut up. Or like, I'm mm-hmm. the last one at the party. And I think yeah, what too. I figured out is that I am, and I feel kind of introverted sometimes, but I think it's actually that I'm, I'm an extrovert with social anxiety. Okay. I always was pretty socially anxious, but now I'm like, oh yeah, like when I'm like kind of feeling pretty anxious, like I have a hard time like getting over that hump. But once I do, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely like an extrovert. I want to be around people. I want to be yeah, pretty outgoing. Those things aren't but, like, contradictions. But they feel so contradictory, right? Because like, part mm-hmm. of me is like, ah, people, what if they don't like me? And then the other part of me is like, oh my God, I love people. <laughs> <sighs> oh, well, then, I'm sure there are people that can relate to this. Yeah, of course. And, and, and they don't like you. Some of them. Me too. Like you don't like me either. No, no. <laughs> no, there's people who don't like me too, right? Like it's just like it's a. But given, I mean but... to be liked, Clayton. <laughs> I can't rest until I know everyone likes me. Frankie likes you. I think that my. I'm totally like supportive of this. <laughs> I do think you're an extrovert. Yes. Also, totally understand where you're coming from with the like. Getting over the hump. Yeah. It's it's definitely like, oh my gosh, I have so much like phone call anxiety. I think that's a generational 
<laughs> that might be. I think that might be ubiquitous across millennials. I don't know. I don't know. I I can I do it like I do it and then I'm like oh that's fine I can talk on the phone it's fine yeah like it's but, fine but I have to like work it up work oh up to it oh my gosh it's it so hard if a campground I could find out and this is how terrible I am so if there's like a town with two campgrounds that look pretty similar and I'm gonna stay in one of them mm-hmm. if I click on one and it does not offer online reservations mm-hmm. even if I know it costs half as much as the other one. <laughs> I'm probably going to book the one that lets me book online. <laughs> Half as much? I mean, it depends, but... Yeah. I mean, that's what we did in Vegas, but we also had the benefit of knowing that that was going to work well for our specific, what we want to do in Vegas this time. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, there are campgrounds there that you need to call to I'm book. calling. And they're cheaper. Or filling out your, like, form or whatever. Yeah, come on. Come on, campgrounds. Like, get it together. There's a bunch of third-party software so you can many. use for your campground booking. Like, just get on it. Pick one but I guess if you have to pay for that, they'd probably have to up their prices. I will gladly pay the difference. <laughs> well, clearly, we've established that. It's just, especially, I think it's different to me if you're just going on, like, a vacation and you have, like, you know five to ten parks to book or whatever you know depending how long your trip is and you're you're like you do that like once in a while if you're traveling full-time it's gonna just eat up a lot of my time if i have to call a bunch of places sure no i get that like i I can click 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 yeah be done Mm -hmm. i can call and read off my credit card and hope they read it right and chat Mm -hmm. and no, it's like a half hour process to book something over and the I, phone. And my theory is if you have to book over the phone, it's directly proportional to how long the rule list is going to be. Also, they want to hear your voice in case they're racist. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Ew. Really? Mm, oh, maybe. God, probably. Ew. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, so book online and don't, don't <laughs> right? do that. Online booking. <laughs> do whatever, but even I, even like campgrounds, like just yeah, just offer online booking, please. Or I won't stay there. I guess <laughs> it's just like no, it's not worth it. Yeah, I'll try anything that has like I'll, if there's ten things to pick from, I'll click on all ten of them, and I'll find the one that has online booking, even if it has three star reviews and everything else has four star. <laughs> no, you won't. Oh no, I do. Seriously? Yeah. No, that's kind of bad. It depends on how long we're staying. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm very happy with where we go most of the time. So. Yeah. What are you complaining about? Uh, nothing. Heck. I mean, most of the time we're doing like state parks and such. When I do it right. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, I'm getting so excited for next summer. Okay. Yes. Michigan State Parks, here we come. And we have some more more surprises to share with you guys in the meantime, too. But Yes. Anyway. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not pants off, dance off. Then there was no I think the hops did make me sleepy though. Oh. I'm a, a, I'm a sleepy a baby. Cast. It's also late. It's super late. Frankie's passed out. All the way across the bed. Oh yeah. So but, but, 
these listeners of ours. Yes, our, hi. Our friends. My friends. <laughs> hey, oh, you're there still. If they want to talk back to us. Yes. Um, instead of just having us talk in their ears, if they want to talk back to us. Well, if they're us. like me, they do talk back to us, but they, we just never hear it. No, if they When want, I listen to a podcast, I definitely like have a conversation with it. Me too. But, but if you want us to hear your side of the conversation. Yeah, we'd love to. Uh, you oh, should record it and put it on Instagram. Oh, actually, that'd be cool. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you can email us at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to, we've talked about the Substack at the top, but you can go to lettersfromtheroadpod.com and subscribe to the letters there. You can also find us on the socials at Letters from the Road Pod. Yeah. And if you do decide to become a pen pal, you'll also get access to our Discord community. Which is fun so far. Like, We've been having a lot of great conversations, it's been fun. actually. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Posting pictures of where we're camping, talking about what we're towing with, talking about favorite podcasts that we listen to, even. Yeah. <laughs> so, shock of all shocks. I, I know, right? I and I are the biggest podcast nerds. Yeah, well, in the group, but that's okay. That's to be expected, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> we like them so much, we decided to make one. The podcasters like podcasts. Guys. Oh my God. Yeah. So, Anyway, please come join us. We'd yeah. love to hear from you there as well. And we can welcome um, you on the podcast. Absolutely. You join. It's a You'll fun get your name right at the top. Yes. Awesome. So uh, until next time, friends, we'll see you down the road. Bye. Bye.